you pursuing a natural lifestyle for yourself and your family? Are you concerned about the standard American diet and options available for healthcare? Are you curious about herbs for health or already practice home herbalism? You've come to the right place. My mom, Naomi Kilbrick, is a Christian clinical herbalist and owner of Lower Chi Wellness. She teaches simple ways to live in a more healthy way and to work with plants to promote and restore health. Welcome to the Family Herbalism Podcast. Welcome back to the Family Herbalism Podcast. It's a couple days later than I planned to have an episode out for you, but I have a very good reason, and that's going to be kind of the focus for today. So I'm moving a little bit slower than usual, mainly in my hands, and it is my hands that I use to type up and organize all of my thoughts in a way that I can present an episode to you. But I have a little problem with one of my hands. So last week we were all getting ready for supper and we were getting ready for uh, going out trick-or-treating and I was preparing a Mexican-style dish, basically a taco salad, a variation of a taco salad. And I was cutting up an avocado the same way that I always cut up an avocado when I had a little accident because the seed, the pit of the avocado, was very soft and I was not expecting that. So when I went to take the pit out with the tip of the knife, it went right through the seed and right between two of my fingers, cutting me pretty significantly. So today I'm going to share with you what um, what happened to me and things that I have learned from this because even though I kind of have a hard time talking about my own experiences very much. I feel like maybe people will get a little bit bored with my own, you know, talking about myself, but it is from real life experiences that many of us learn best. And because I can't type easily, it would be a little bit easier for me to share with you a real life experience that I can just share freely and talk about um, in a way that might Uh, encourage you to learn from my own lessons and maybe I can share with you some of the herbs and things that I'm using to help recover from this little kitchen accident. So here's what happened. After I managed to cut between my fingers, I immediately grabbed hold of my hand with my other hand. I kind of made a fist and I told my husband, Glenn, that I was going to need some help. He was um, coming out of the shower at that point And my first thought was, I don't know how much this is going to bleed when I let go of my hand. So I asked him to go get the geranium essential oil or the helichrysum essential oil because either one will stop bleeding very quickly. And it was actually one of our girls that found the geranium pretty quickly. So she brought it out and he put a drop between my fingers before I had opened my fist. At that point, I had just gotten a quick glance of what it looked like. And so he put the geranium oil on, I opened up my hand, and there was almost no bleeding. So that was very good, but we could tell that the cut was pretty deep, and there was a good chance my finger was going to swell up. So the next task was to get my rings off, which I needed a little bit of help with, but we managed to get off. 
And then um, at that point in time, I actually noticed that I was starting to go into shock. So I started feeling lightheaded. Um, I could feel my heart beating really hard and I started getting sweat all over my forehead and I had to sit down and I thought, I'm not probably going to have a whole lot of time to be able to process information before I can't make any decisions. And so thinking about um, what was happening, um, there were a couple of thoughts that were going through my head. First of all, I wasn't worried about the bleeding. We've had a number of wounds in our family with cuts and scrapes and things like that, and some of which have been fairly deep and probably most people would get stitches for them, but we knew they would heal it pretty well using the resources that we had. But there was another component to this, and that was that as soon as I made that cut, as soon as the injury occurred, the outer third of my finger went completely numb. And it was like I just lost control. I could still wiggle my finger, but I couldn't feel anything. And because that happened immediately, I thought that's probably not a good sign. And I'm not really sure how much damage I actually did. And so I wanted to get it checked out and I was starting to lose that ability to process information without feeling panicked. And so I made the decision to go into urgent care and we did. Um, Glenn and I both went in and they said, they confirmed that I had not, at, at this point we could see that there was no um, damage to the tendons, which is very good. But there wasn't really much more they could do other than stitch it up. So we got, I got non-dissolvable stitches because I do have an allergy, sorry, I got, yes, non-dissolvable stitches because I have an allergy to dissolvable ones. It creates a lot of swelling. And um, I continued to have signs of maybe a little bit of shock, but definitely adrenaline. That part was pretty crazy. I was so shivery for quite a while. Um, but I was very reassured by the fact that they were saying there's no tendon damage at all. Um, so at that point we're thinking, well, we'll just patch it up and we'll go home and it'll recover and maybe I'll do some herbs to help with the nerve stuff and we'll just go from there. Well, while we were there, the, the doctor had asked what happened. And so I was kind of explaining things. And when I mentioned the avocado, both of the doctors that were present just kind of nodded their heads like, yep, we've seen that before. And I was like, wait a second, what? Like, that's a thing, cutting your, cutting your hand with, um, you know, with a knife when you're trying to cut an avocado. So because of that reference, I thought, I got to go look this up and see what is going on with the statistics. Because I like looking up statistics and learning what is um, a common experience for people. And it turns out there are actual studies around the numbers of hand injuries that are uh, acquired because of avocado accidents. And one in particular was based on uh, accidents that occurred in 2018. And an average of 24 people in the U.S. went to the ER every day that year for avocado accidents. And then around the same time, the American Journal of Health Behavior in 2020 reported that between 2000 and 2017, over 49,000 of these accidents occurred. 
And then shortly afterwards, another study published in the American Journal of Emergency Medicine reported that of the approximately 50,000 accidents, there were 124 infections, 612 nerve injuries, 289 tendon injuries, and 70 amputations as a result. So I had no idea. And also, this is, this is interesting too. In a number of those studies, they talked about the time of year when they were most likely to occur. And some of them pointed toward the summer season because avocados are in season. And then others pointed toward certain holidays or certain uh, seasons when there are more sports games on TV and things and that people are celebrating. And so we have guacamole and chips and different celebratory snacks and things like that. Um, so that was interesting. Yes, definitely not alone. Uh, I did learn a couple of important lessons. One is never trust the avocado. <laughs> so when you're cutting up an avocado, don't cup it in your hand like I did or like I have always done. I've never had an accident like that before, but it's far safer to put the avocado on the cutting board and hold it against the cutting board as you are cutting. And then the other thing that I realized from this is that it's really important that if you are the person who typically gives first aid in your home, that you have a backup plan. Because even though uh, I am typically the person who is addressing wounds, and even though other people in my home are familiar with wounds, my first instinct was that I was going to lose my ability to reason through things and I felt like I needed to take responsibility for the accident that had occurred. If we had had a backup plan where I knew that other people in the home would know exactly what to do and know whether or not I needed to go to the emergency room or not, I would not have had to think like that. So like again, even though they were, you know, my husband and the kids were really helpful and they um, knew where to find things, and they acted quickly. Um, in my head, I had not talked to them about a backup plan. And so that's just something that's a good, a good practice, good protocol, is to create plans so that everybody knows where emergency supplies are and what to do if someone gets hurt. Since this has all happened, I've had to rely quite a bit on my husband and the kids. Like, I have not been able to wash dishes. And part of that was because you're not supposed to submerge these uh, stitches, the non-disposable kind or dissolvable kind, but also partly because of the nerve damage, which I'll get into a little bit. Um, so I was hesitant to put anything directly on the stitches because I didn't want them to dissolve too quickly and I or to break down or anything like that and I also didn't want um, the skin to heal over too quickly and seal them in and I've I have very minimal experience with stitches so I don't even know if that would happen if they would have more difficulty pulling them out but I didn't want to um, change the healing course of my skin too much until we took the stitches out which is happening in a couple of days so in the meantime, what I was doing was um, I made a tea of calendula and helichrysum, both of which are supportive to skin healing and to nerve health. And I made this tea and I used it as a rinse. So I would basically just pour a little bit over my hand, over that area, and then dab it dry. And then I also started applying St. John's wort oil 
to the end of my finger and massaging it around. St. John's wort is a tonic to the nerves and can help to heal nerves that have been damaged. And then finally, I've started eating lion's mane mushroom. And so it has been, um, what, eight days now. And I do often keep it bandaged if I need to use my hands a lot. Mostly that just reminds me to be careful because I find that I have a tendency to try to grab things and I pull the stitches a little bit more than I should, which results in a shooting pain. Um, But overall, it's healing pretty well. The swelling is almost gone. However, I can still feel that while the nerves on the back side of my finger are fine, the tip of my finger and the front side are almost completely numb. So it's a very bizarre feeling. It feels... um, like there's still some inflammation in there. It, there's a pulsing feeling. It's kind of like, um, it feels almost like it's swollen and then it's just very, very sensitive. Um, it's also sensitive to cold. So when I go outside, my fingertip hurts quite a bit. Um, and then I know that I did some pretty good, a pretty good number to my nerves because when I extend my arm all the way, I get shooting pains up to my armpit. So the ulnar nerve was very directly impacted by this cut. Uh, So I am doing pretty well typing notes for clients, but my hand starts to get pretty achy quickly, so I have to slow down and pace myself. I can't grip things pretty well yet, but I am stretching my fingers, so it's improving, but it's going to take a little bit of time. Um, So I've created a plan for what I'm going to do when my stitches do get taken out. The first thing I'm going to do is start slathering my hand in comfrey salve because I know that's going to be very soothing to the area of the the actual wound and healing that up pretty quickly. Um, And I also think it will probably help with the nerves as well. But really the biggest part that I'm concerned about is the nerve health. The wound itself, like I'm not really worried about the cut. I know there might be a little bit of a um, like a scar, but I'm not worried about that at all. I do, however, want to get feeling back in my fingers. So my plan for long-term healing of my nerves is to take B vitamins to continue working with lion's mane, which I may, uh, in the form of eating as well as in a tincture form. Other tinctures that I think I'm probably going to combine together include the Skullcap, St. John's Wort, Kudzu, and Milky Oats. And then I'm probably also going to create a topical blend of essential oils with oils like lemongrass, frankincense, geranium, lavender, and copaiba because each of these do help to restore nerve function, heal nerve damage, Uh, reduce swelling, reduce pain, and all of those good things. So I'm going to be working on a combination, which I planned to use at least once daily for a little while until it heals up. So the moral of the story is don't be like me. Cut your avocados on the cutting board, plan ahead for first aid care, and then if you need help creating a first aid plan, I would love to work with you one-on-one. I oftentimes will meet with moms who want to create a wellness plan ahead of time on the off chance that something does happen that they want to be prepared for and want to know what herbs to have on hand, what supplies that they will need. Um, So you can schedule an appointment by visiting my website, www.laureltreewellnessllc.com. And I am hoping to be back to my normal routine very soon. 
I am hoping to be able to create a more well-rounded podcast episode for you in which I can organize my thoughts sufficiently to feel good about it, but it may end up taking a little bit longer. So please be patient with me. If I take an extra week, I apologize for that ahead of time, but please don't hesitate to reach out for assistance. You can also email me at laureltreewellness uh, at gmail.com just to touch base and see if maybe working one-on-one with a clinical herbalist would be helpful to you and your family. And uh, you can also submit your podcast topic request that way. I would love to hear from you. I always love getting feedback. And on that note, I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll be back again here very soon. All right, bye. The Family Herbalism Podcast is created for educational purposes only. You are responsible for any and all medical and health decisions you choose to make. If you experience a medical emergency, please contact appropriate medical providers. To receive herbalist support, please visit www.laureltreewellnessllc.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it helpful, please share it with your friends and family. Thank you for listening.